Welcome to the Virtual Millionaire Show. This show brings to you millionaire real estate entrepreneurs who have cracked the code to the money game. We discuss how to start and scale a real estate business to millions and beyond, so you can do the same. I'm your host, Michael McDonald. All right, just wrapped up an episode with Jeremy Resmer. Jeremy is an absolute stud investor out of Nashville, Tennessee, and he is doing some amazing things in terms of uh, omnipresence marketing. And we talked a lot about one of his new marketing channels in today's episode. You're definitely going to want to check this one out. It is a marketing channel that I've never heard of before, and he tells you how you can get involved with it and how it's crushing it for his business. And so, you're definitely going to want to stay to the very end to see and hear more about that. So check out today's episode. All right, we're live. Welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Millionaire Show. Today I have with me a very special guest and a, and a, a good friend of mine, Jeremy Resmer. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. So uh, this is a live episode. And so for people who are going to be joining us in live, um, we're going to do a Q&A at the end of it, but if you're watching this as a replay, let us know, drop it in the comments of where you're coming in from. But, um, man, when you, when you told me about this new marketing channel that you, um, are rolling out, I'm like, this is absolutely insane. And, and I, I, people need to know about this. And so, uh, before we get into that, um, let's talk about you, man. Let's talk about, you know, who you are. How'd you get into real estate? A little bit of your story and and then we'll kind of roll back into the, the marketing. So who's Jeremy Resmer? Yeah, so um, I've kind of lived, I think, eight of my nine lives already before I got into real estate, but uh, grew up in Michigan, uh, just a sports fanatic, played every sport under the sun, uh, played basketball in college. Um, after college, decided I wanted to do something in business. I was like, I'm going to start my own business or I'm going to invest in stocks or real estate. So I probably read, I probably read 200, 250, um, leadership business, um, type books, investing books in college. And, uh, I didn't really read many of my textbooks, but I was on the road a lot. And, uh, some of my teachers like basketball. So, um, I kind of got away with it, but after college, um, I actually spent some time living in Kenya, um, doing some mission work. And didn't know how long I was going to be there. Thought I might be there the rest of my life. But as it turned out, I uh, you know, was probably there six months and they wouldn't renew my visa. So I was like, well, I guess it's time to come home. So after that, I've kind of bounced around uh, working for small startup companies. I was in L.A. Um, in the garment industry, making denim and you know, high-end women's clothing and uh, kind of bounced around into tech and was in, the, in Silicon Valley um, kind of living all over the place, man, trying to, you know, follow, you know, my dreams and, you know, make a way for myself. And then ultimately, um, started my own, uh, um, apparel company, had a great idea. thought we were going to, thought we were going to make it huge. I mean, we were on the cusp and then 2007, 2008, we were in the middle of a 90 day, uh, million to $2 million raise waiting for checks to hit the bank. Lehman brothers, Lehman brothers, I should say goes under bam. That's that. And literally line dead. So, uh, went into about a hundred K worth of debt and didn't know what I was going to do. I was fortunately single at the time. So I was like, all right, well just got to survive. 
and uh, kind of bounced around a few different places, took a couple of jobs. And um, uh, basically my uh, met my wife back in Kenya, the place where I lived uh, for a while. And, uh, you know, she was the only American there. It's a long story, but uh, it's a really cool story. So um, we came back to the States and realized, hey, you know, this thing was going to work out. So she married into about 100K of debt. Unbelievable. So, so That's commitment me, right Jeremy, there. So she told me, she said, Jeremy, um, we're going we're gonna to work out of this debt problem because I don't have debt and I don't want to be in debt. So literally in 18 months time, we paid off 100K worth of debt. And then the funny thing is immediately after that happened, she was in a, in a, in a good job at a, at a um, you know, working for a physician. She left to go do nonprofit work. And then literally six to eight months later, um, I decided to leave my really good job. And so we literally cut 75% of our income. I sort of took a year off, did some consulting. Anyways, long story short, um, we made it to 2016. My wife and I, uh, we've got four kids. We live in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And uh, we adopted two kids, uh, two girls from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, lived there for 18 months. That's a whole nother story on its wow. own. And uh, when we came back, uh, I just, you know, I knew I needed to, to dive into real estate. So uh, heard Tom Kroll on the Bigger Pockets uh, podcast. Yes. Loved, loved his energy. And I'm like, this guy, whatever he's got, I want it. So literally put uh, $5,000 on a credit card, didn't have a whole lot of money at the time, and joined the, the tribe. And from yes. there, the rest is history. But we've gone a lot of different directions, done a lot of different things. But uh, it's been definitely an exciting ride and wouldn't trade it for the world. Dude, what an adventure. Like, I, I, I haven't heard that much detail in your backstory, but that is super cool. It's like a typical serial entrepreneurial, right? Like, you, you have all these different ventures and some things didn't go as planned, but you, you found out about real estate and Tom Kroll. And gosh, I wonder how many people have a similar <laughs> story as hearing him on a podcast and then getting into Wholesaling Inc. Like, it's... It's got to be a lot, honestly. Those guys have impacted a lot of people, but super Bro, cool, Bro, so man. check this out. So, okay, I got to make sure it looks right. So this is a rhino. It's actually from a book called The Barbarian Way. And okay. my wife, she forced me to get it in like 2010. She's like, she's like, I'm sick of you just, she's like, I'm sick of you talking about getting it. And so literally for Christmas one year, she said, oh, we're going to go pick up some last minute gifts. And we went with her family and we show up and I'm like, what, are we going to the tattoo parlor? Everyone gets out of the car and she opens the door and she says, we're not, but you are, your appointment is right now. And I was oh. like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she had organized for me to get this tattoo. So it's great because it's like, it's like three rhinos in one. So it's symbolic of my faith. It's uh, African tribal art, which is symbolic of just some of my past, you know, living in Africa two different times. And then, um, and then, as it turned out, I joined the tribe like six years later and they were all about rhinos. So I'm like, man, I'm a perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say for people who don't know what he, he, he means by obviously the, the symbolism for you personally, but for the, the rhino tribe, uh, Tom Kroll created a community where they talk a lot about charging, you know, as a rhino in, in the tribe. And so uh, that's amazing that your, your wife just said, you know what? I'm tired of you talking about it. You're going to get a tattoo. So yep. Good stuff. All right. So a lot has happened since then. You know, we met probably four years ago now, maybe give yeah. or take 
in Salt Lake City actually at one of their events. And your business has exploded since then. I think a lot of our business has have really exploded. And, and that's a good thing, right? Because, you know, that means we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction. But uh, what has happened since then? You know, obviously, you got into real estate, you're in Nashville, but you don't necessarily invest necessarily in Nashville. Could you kind of tell us about the dynamic and what your business looks like today? Yeah. So when I started, I was, I thought I was getting into wholesaling. And as it turned out, I wasn't very good at finding deals. Uh, and so I tried to just like everyone else, you jump in and was like, all right, I'll figure it out along the way. Well, as it turned out, I ended up uh, flipping my first several properties because I was able to find houses that way. Um, and they were off market, but I just didn't have enough margin to assign them. And I was still trying to figure that part out. So um, I ended up managing contractors and learning a lesson in that. And at the same time, I was running the marketing. I was chasing down phone calls, um, dealing with all the hassles and headaches. And so literally what, what happened was I bought myself a really expensive no, it wasn't even a high paying job. I shouldn't even say that. When I started out, it wasn't. It was literally like uh, I had no backup plan. Um, I was in a ministry position for five and a half years before this traveling the world. Um, and so I had saved up about 20 grand. I burned through that in a couple months. Um, I had a couple of flips and I needed to my very first year. Um, didn't know if I was going to have Christmas and literally was on my hands and knees praying like I, I this has to sell. Um, so I can, you know, provide for my kids. And it was a humbling experience, right? Because when you're in that situation, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're reliant on something or someone else. I put in the hard work, but I was dependent on, you know, this house selling, which thankfully it did. Um, and, you know, started to kind of figure out the, the wholesaling side of it, figured out how to become a better marketer and just was relentless about learning how to do things better than what I felt like was anybody else or anybody else that was in my market. And so it took me a little while, but finally I got to a point where I realized I couldn't do this alone. So I had to bring in some help, build a team around me. And along with that, I also was like, you know, I'm one of my, uh, I'm my own worst enemy from the standpoint that like I'm, I'm a doer. And so I can go get it done, but I can't do everything. I'm only limited by, you know, the number of hours in the day. And, and that's huge. So I found my guys would want to go to go to jobs and be on site at four or five in the morning. They're like, Hey, we like to get there early. And then we want to be done relatively early. I'm like, Oh shoot. I got, I got three young kids at the time and was like, man, I don't even see them in the mornings. I'm on the job. And then I get home. I could see them for, you know, an hour two max. And then I'm, I'm back in the grindstone. And even when I was home, I wasn't present. You know what I mean? So I made the decision that I needed to get out of my own market and my own way. And so I literally just said the heck with it. I'm going to, um, I'm going to buy a house in a, another market and kind of the rest is history. I just kind of dove in and started making the transition from everything to marketing, to my time resources. And then I built a team in in another market. That's crazy, man. So it, it, it reminds me of when I was getting started and like I was literally praying on my knees to, for a deal to go through because you, you get to a certain point where I don't know how long it took you to get to your first deal, but that first deal is everything. Once you can get that done, it's really that, that faith to fact moment that you need. But how long did it take you to get to that first deal? 
Oh man. So this is part of the journey too. This is what made it so difficult is um, I actually had two smoking deals under contract. Um, I had buyers, everything lined up, title work comes back and two deals within probably the first month that I thought were locked up. Um, both of them were $30,000 assignment fees. I'm like, man, I'm rolling, I'm game. And so what happened was I'm like, I was looking for the next thing. So I'm trying to invest. And I said, okay, well, I got my carrot site. How do I drive traffic to that site? And this was when carrot was still really new, right? 2016. Um, so I'm like, all right, I can do PPC or SEO. Well, I made the wrong choice. I believe <laughs> I went SEO and I, and I got linked up with a company that was charging me like 2,400 bucks a month. And I thought, okay, this is great. I thought it was going to happen sooner rather than later. And so what happened was I did this before those deals closed thinking I'm in great, I'm in great shape. Right. So both of those deals, there were really weird title things. They were uh, estate issues that could not be resolved, literally could not be resolved. The sellers could not sell them. They were part of a life estate, had to go to the next heirs. The heirs were not old enough. And then there were other, it was, it was crazy. And those other people didn't want to sell. So long story short, two fantastic deals right out of the gate fell through and I freaked out because I signed a 12 month contract for 20, uh, 2200 bucks a month. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I'm like, well, I'm on the hook now. I'm going to make this work no matter what. And so you just signed your salary at your old past job. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically just was like, all right, well, I got to figure out another way. If I could do two right out, out of the rip, um, you know, we'll get one to closing. And of course I didn't. And uh, then I found a property on Craigslist and probably 20 people came over and couldn't help this guy out. And he was willing to give me time of day. And I'm like, you know what, man, I think I can, I think I can do something for you. Um, and just kept working the numbers. So I bought it and I, I flipped it and it was, uh, I thought it was going to be a really cool flip and I didn't know it was historic. It was right downtown Nashville, right by um, where the Titans play. So I'm like, this is a smoking property going to be fantastic i'm going to make you know x number of dollars right i'm counting my chickens already sure. and then come to find out oh this is a historic property i'm like oh shoot <laughs> what's that mean so so historic property come to find out i had several people educate me that you know there's very specific requirements they don't want you to change the footprint you have to do specific colors but in my case i actually couldn't change the footprint at all so i couldn't do like i needed to add on to this property in the back and i couldn't so I'm like, all right, well, let's just flip it as is and see if we can turn a little profit. Uh, I ended up making 14000 on my first deal. It was a two-week flip. And I'm like, all right, I'm off. I, I at least can do it without having any clue how to do it, right? I had never flipped a property. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, and we still made it work. And then the rest is history from there. That was your first like, deal, right. though. That was my first deal. And, man, I wish I still owned that property. But, hey, it got me to to the next one and the next one. And, and that's that. So, yeah, yeah. So you accidentally got into flipping because wholesaling, you were having a hard time with it. But just to give some people perspective, because it took me about seven, seven or eight months to get my first deal and my first contract fell through just like yours. And so give some people some perspective. Did you, did you start this business and you're like, oh man, I'm a stud at this. And I just got my first deal in the first month. I mean, some people do, but it's not common. So how long did that take you to get to that first deal? How long did so it take that, you from the day you plugged in to the day you got that first paycheck? 
Yeah. So, well, so the first deal that I, I, when I put that one under contract, uh, that was, um, around day 90, it was right in that kind of sweet spot of like, Hey, you know, try to get a deal within your first 90 days. So we did. And then we actually sold it. I want to say in like October. So that would have been, um, probably took me a couple months to, to actually get it sold. We had some other things happen, but anyways, I would say we probably ended up being about five months total and it was only yeah. 14,000. It was the only deal that, that I had so far. So, um, yeah. you know, I was still in a, in another, in that ministry job, uh, kind of just working my way out. I knew it was time to move on. So, um, I was like, all right, well, at least there's a little bit. And then right after that I needed to make the jump. So that's when I was like, all right, I'm it's all or nothing. Burn the ships. Yep. Yep. So you burn the ships then at that point after you got that first deal, uh, man, what was going through your head when it took you that long to get the, the, the money and, and really that money just paid for the marketing at that point, probably. Right. Cause if you're spending 2,400 a month, 2,400 a month times five or six months, I mean, shoot, you're probably not positive yet. Um, how, how was that? Like, for people out there right. who are in this position, they're like, man, I know I need to go full time. I know I need to do this. What do you say to them who, who are in that position? Yeah. So part of it was there were some things going on in my life. I'll be honest, man. I was struggling in my marriage, um, being um, that I was traveling all over the world, um, doing all sorts of different things while my kids were at home and my wife was at home. And then, you know, it was nonprofit work. So there wasn't a lot of money. I had some other things going. I started other businesses on the side. I was literally, um, trading day trading stocks just to, to pay the bills. I mean, there's a lot of things, things that were kind of going on. So I just said, Hey, you know what? I got to pick one thing and I needed to get out of ministry to, to just, you know, salvage my family and, and recover and get refreshed. And so I just said, Hey, if other people are doing this, I can do it. Um, it was freaky, um, you know, to have a wife. And she, she, she asked, she said, Hey, do you want me to go get a job? I said, no, Let's stay the course. You know, we were in the process of homeschooling our kids. And this was way before COVID, by the way. This was back 16, 17. Um, and so I just said, no, that's that's what we need to do. And let's just let's just, you know, give it a shot. So fortunately, my wife supported me in that. That was a huge decision. I know it freaked her out. And I basically borrowed a HELOC. I took sixty thousand um, dollars. So I had about 20 grand in in savings burned through that. And then basically took 60,000 from a HELOC to pay myself each month just so we could survive. Crazy. And man. then, and then was able to find those deals um, that, you know, kind of took us to the next step and the next step. But I will say that that's not for everybody, but my personality is all or nothing. And I'm just like, Hey, I'm a learner. So I go learn, I figure things out. And um, you know, if it didn't work out, I was like, you know what, then, you know, we'll figure something else out after that. But I wasn't giving myself a plan B. There was just a plan, plan A, and and I was putting, you know, my mark, my heart and soul into it. Dude, I have chills right now because it's a catalyst that I see, and, and I felt this in myself when I went all in on real estate. And my wife actually told me that I need to quit my job in, in my situation. But a few things that I heard that everyone should be taking notes on because it's so important. Whether if it's a marketing channel or a side business or all of these different things, you got to focus on the one thing. And Jeremy went all in on in real estate. He, he was trying to juggle it all and he was having a hard time with it. And 
another thing is you didn't give yourself too many options. You had to figure this out. Once you took that HELOC out, it's like, okay, well now I definitely have to figure this out. And so that's another thing that, you know, it's not for everyone. And I'm not saying to go take a HELOC and, and do this, but if you had some comfortable income coming in, you may have not taken it as, as serious as you needed to. And so that's, that's, I just want to stop and highlight that because so many people forget about those details and it's, it's the little things. Um, so since then you, you made a comment about, man, I wish I wouldn't have really invested this, this slow process of marketing. Um, you, you wish you would have kind of started with something else. So you've, you've transitioned to not just doing all of this yourself. You've built a team around you. You're doing business in Myrtle beach now, pretty heavy. So what, what has changed? What, what went from, what, what happened from the Jeremy who was doing it all to the Jeremy who has five or six marketing channels, who's absolutely crushing it guys. Um, you're very humble, man, but you are crushing it for anybody listening. Um, you've got to, you've got to hear this. So fill, fill us in on where you're at today. Yeah. So, uh, I started dabbling in land and, uh, was actually making a transition, was going to get out of wholesaling altogether. And, uh, so started doing land, started seeing massive successes in land in like 2018, 19. And, but was still really, was still really felt like I was in the business too much and was like, you know what, let's just see how this goes. So there was a point there that in 2019, um, uh, we bought our first rental and I literally told the owner five different times, no, 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 we're way off on price and just kept you know, pulling back. And finally she just said, what price, you know, do you need to buy this house? I said, honestly, 75. She's like, all right, 77 is done. I'm like, okay. So I, I got into this, um, into the rental game, um, and land, and I'm kind of doing this simultaneous trying to figure out what, what's the right spot for us as a company. And I literally went from, uh, zero rentals in December of 2019 to having 50 doors in 11 months. And so that was mostly in Tennessee. That was in my home market. And I was still doing all the things. We're doing land. We're, we're still wholesaling. Um, we're still flipping. And I was like, man, this is great. We're making more money, but something's got to change. Like I'm still, it's still a, you know, a job and I'm still too involved in it. And I'm, you know, not getting the time with my family. So at that point, um, I literally bought a house sight unseen in Myrtle Beach, uh, a wholesaler. I reached out to several and a guy, you know, threw me a, a house and said, hey, I'll give you a shot. Um, we worked out the price and I didn't even know how I was going to get it, you know, fixed up and rented. But he actually introduced me to the guy that's now my partner. And the guy was a, a beast, just an absolute beast. And so he took on that first project and I'm like, man, this guy is a straight shooter. He's up from Massachusetts. He's telling me like it is like, I knew this guy could absolutely crush it in, in real estate. He was already a contractor for 25 years doing commercial and single family. But I'm like, if I could teach him how to uh, how to make the offers, he was already an incredible uh, negotiator. So we kind of tested some things out. We were running zero marketing. And literally when we started to uh, less than three years later, we went from zero to over 1.5 million. And we started with one marketing channel. We started in that uh, space. We were able to find a, someone that was doing SEO for us for 600 bucks a month. 
and they did an awesome job. It was a very fragmented market at the time. And so I just said, hey, I think I could do really well here. And if I do, it gets me out of the day-to-day -day rat race, going and seeing properties and managing contractors. And so during that time, we picked up uh, rental property, single family, but then I bought my first two multifamilies. I picked up an eight unit for 175. Man, those days were great. I wish they were still around. <laughs> right. uh, and then I bought 19 units for like 700,000. And so, I mean, just fantastic, right? So I'm like, man, this is going really good. I'm getting into land. I'm getting into you know rentals. I'm getting into multifamily. Our wholesaling's going good. So then I'm like, okay, well, if we can start doing well in this other market and I can start getting a life back, like, what does it look like to transition? So I just made the, I just made the transition over time. I'm like, Hey, we're going to give this thing six months. I told my partner, Hey, let's, um, let's really make this roll. I'm going to start putting, taking marketing from Tennessee and putting it into South Carolina. So we did SEO. Then we picked up uh, pay-per-click. Then we did Facebook. Then we added radio. Then we added TV, direct mail, and now we're doing CTV. So I think in total, we do uh, eight marketing channels. Wow. And um, this year, we're you know expecting to blow away last year's numbers. So this is like our fourth year in Myrtle Beach. Um, I don't know where we're going to land up uh, land, land um, at the end of the year, but we're trending somewhere in the two to two and a half million. So for me, this is like fantastic because I never go see a house anymore. I never go talk to sellers. I'm literally making sure the phones are ringing. Um, and leading my team and making sure that, you know, I'm investing in them and creating a good culture. And we've got an office and a team, you know, scattered in different parts of, of the U.S. We've got a few people here in Tennessee. We've got uh, several people in, in South Carolina there. And um, we just continue to, to build this thing out. Dude, that's incredible. Like, let's go. Uh, insane amount of deal flow with that many marketing channels. I It's, it's impressive. It's Honestly, it's been so cool to watch what you've built out there. And it's inspired me to keep pushing the envelope on marketing because one thing that I've noticed about what you've built is you've built the omnipresence. You, everyone, everyone in the area should know who your company is, right? Because yep. you've created that authority. And one of the things that I titled this today, which we're going to get into, and we're going to talk specifics about it, um, is really marketing omnipresence and really hyper focusing on that and you mentioned tv and, and we do tv as well but you've taken tv to a whole nother level and on a on a very very scalable model that's actually very inexpensive from the cost that a lot of people might be thinking about so let's get into that man let's talk about connected tv and and what you have going on and kind of uh, how how people can can also learn about that. We'll yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Well, let me let me tell you something about omnipresence too, because it, it kind of goes in line with this channel and um, kind of what you were talking about. So um, my goal was always build an ecosystem, right? In an ecosystem, um, you know, you've got water flowing, you've got animals moving about doing their thing, you've got tree, but everything is alive. There's energy. There's there's just life, man. And so my thought with the marketing is everything can reinforce the other things. So everyone, so I'm a little bit backwards in, in marketing from the standpoint that so often people are saying, well, what's your conversion rate? What's your click through rate? Um, what's your response rate from direct mail? I actually throw all that out and I say it actually matters 
None. I don't care. It does not factor into what we're doing because what I look at is to me more important is how many calls are coming in every, every month. Okay. But realistically, even the calls don't matter. What matters is how many appointments are we going on? How many offers are we submitting? How many contracts? Because it's, it's, it's a stepping stone. So yes, the, the phones have to be ringing and the, um, the, um, you know, the online forms need to be filled out. And, and that lead gen is huge, but I'm not looking at it um, the same way a lot of people do because, you know, I'm running so many different channels that my radio may drive search and then my TV ad. Oh, I saw you on TV. Um, but then they actually don't call the TV number. They go search online and then it looks like an SEO lead. Right. So um, I actually had a lady who called us um on you know it was the morning and we show up at her house and she says oh my gosh it's you she says to my partner oh my gosh it's you he's like what (laughs) like is this good she's like well listen um i woke up this morning and my alarm went off and i heard your ad on the radio she's like and then i go to my to my um my kitchen i have a cup of coffee and then i hear your ad on or watch your ad on tv and she yeah. says, and now you're here. She's like, I just can't believe you're the same guy. <laughs> and so what's funny is she, um, she also said uh, that she had done some research as well online. So there's that SEO portion, right? Yeah. And she said, like, I, I want to go with you guys. Uh, I have a little bit of a unique situation. And I know you guys are the ones who are going to make this work for me. So we got the contract. It ended up being a $100,000 assignment fee. I think I may have told you about this one. Yeah. hundred K assignment fee. And so, so here's the deal. How do I attribute that lead? Is that SEO? Is that TV? Is that radio? Like they all work together. And so creating that ecosystem where you're everywhere and you have great reviews and um, people are going to find you in all these different places. And then they see you more and more. And then it just reinforces the brand and the messaging. And, Oh, you know, so my idea is, when anyone thinks about selling their house or selling their house quickly in, in the Myrtle Beach area, I want them thinking about Myrtle Beach homebuyer. So that's how we kind of set this whole thing up. Yeah. And really, I love the perspective because I've been very dialed in on, hey, I got to give this channel credit. I give get to give this channel credit, especially when you're spending money on TV. But at the end of the day, you know, that $100,000 deal pays for a lot of those marketing channels for the entire year. And so really, the return on investment is insane, regardless if you give credit to SEO TV, connected TV, whatever, right? So I, I love that perspective, man. And the omnipresence is no joke. Like yeah. when people see you here, hear you there, see you over there. And then in his case, he stepped into their house. It's like, oh my gosh, like, like just here, take sign the contract. Like I don't even need to negotiate because I already know I can trust you. That trust yeah. factor is a game changer when it comes to business. Because we, we've all been there chasing deals. It's not fun. But when you can establish that authority, it's game over. Yep. All right. So, so let's... I... <laughs> you go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. So CTV, how does all that tie into it? So um, where did this come about? Well, you and I both, um, you know, you utilize TV as a marketing channel and I love it, man. TV is great. Um, and in fact, what I've, what I've recently found is I've done a deeper dive into my business where we were in 2000 and. 20 versus where we're at this year. It's crazy. So I get, um, I get 26% of 
my deals, believe it or not, from direct mail. I get 12% of my deals from TV. I get um, 20% from SEO, but I get 49% of my revenue from SEO. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. So, and those are all hot organic leads. Exactly. And, uh, and, they're, and they're different and how we approach them is different. Um, but, you know, then we've got radio and we've got Facebook and we've got PPC and they're all working, right? Um, and so even if we're, you know, covering our ROI or, you know, whether it's a 3X ROI or maybe it's just a one-to-one, -one, part of what we're trying to do is just, you know, fall in line with that ecosystem, right? So um, when we were doing TV, um, I'm like, man, this is really great. But a friend of mine uh, came to me over a year ago and he said, hey, Jeremy, um, I'm working on this new project, um, this new technology called CTV, which is connected TV. So if you're watching uh, your TV and you're watching on Hulu and you're getting fed ads, um, those are very, very targeted ads. And um, you also, you know, the same thing with the streaming device, right? So if you're looking at your phone, that's called OTT. So CTV and OTV without getting too technical, those are like, hey, those are the streaming devices, the streaming ads. And so he was telling me about the technology and I'm like, hold on a second. And I started asking these questions. I said, have you thought about, do you know what I do? And he said, well, I know you're in real estate investing. I said, this has so much potential. And so we got a, had a conversation with him and his partners and um, we basically um, built out a new technology where um, instead of just shotgun approach, so TV is shotgun approach, right? You might do 25 ads per week, 30 seconds. You don't know who's listening. It might be the right audience. It may not. You may get five calls from it right then and there. And then the next ad goes to get a few more calls. You might get some search. So it's great. I love it. It works. However, yep. with this particular uh, technology, I started asking questions. We started building this thing out. And what I found out is it has the capability of Facebook from the standpoint where if I have a list, I can literally send it to my Facebook uh, ads team. And if that list is 10,000, 40,000, it doesn't matter. You send it to them and then they will then upload the list to Facebook. And then, you know, Facebook will say, oh, John Smith, um, you know, this phone number, this, uh, this email address, all it needs to do is match it. Right. So right. once it matches, matches it, now it's going to, um, start retargeting and playing ads on Facebook. Okay. And then, um, we can do the exact same thing in our platform. So when I'm skip tracing a list, which I do for everything, I even do, cause I'm doing direct mail, I'm doing Facebook and now I'm doing CTV. So I'm already doing the skip tracing. So there's no additional cost. And so literally I'm uh, uploading my list to CTV and I'm also sending direct mail. Well, here's the beautiful thing. Direct mail may take two weeks, three weeks before it actually hits. Facebook might start serving up ads right away, but that's one medium. My CTV will literally find those individuals, find those uh, people on my list. And we'll say, okay, send, send John Smith or, or uh, uh, serve John Smith an ad, and it's a TV ad. So now 
what I love about TV, all the benefits, low competition, uh, tons of credibility. I look like the authority in my market. I'm now targeting the exact people that I want to hit faster than any other marketing channel with what I believe is the most powerful medium, which is a TV ad, right? It's visual. And that is just driving insane traffic right now for our business. We started doing it back in April. And I think I sent you uh, a graph yesterday of what it's doing to our, our traffic. I was looking at it, man. And like the statistics, the, the, the amount of visitors to your actual website is, is insane. Like the, the trend from when you started this to now, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we started in uh, April. Uh, it was a total test. We didn't know what we were doing. I was the guinea pig. And I said, hey, if I'm going to put this out for other investors, number one, I need to see if it works, right? Number two, um, let's see what kind of results we actually get. What do the numbers look like? And then does it really drive traffic? Does it drive deals? Well, in our first month, we had um, over 165 site visits alone. We had 26% increase in call volume. We did two deals and total of 76,000. So we had a 61K um, assignment fee and we had a 15K assignment fee. That was people, the first people month. People are doing that big of assignment fees in, in Myrtle Beach. Bro, I mean, you got to keep in <laughs> mind, you got to keep in mind that my acquisition managers, they're, they're formerly contractors. So they know exactly their numbers. They're not just winging yeah. it. They know their numbers and they're like, well, here's where we want to be, right? And if people are going for it, then great. Um, and you know, you don't know, it's a hot market too. So we're right. very conservative. So we're anything we put under contract, we're buying. So we better make sure that what we're putting under is a deal to us. And for so sure. we make that decision. Hey, is this, is this, you know, something we want to put out? Do we want to flip it? How do we want to handle this? And so when we disposition that asset as, you know, an assignment fee, our fees right now, I think are, we're up at like 39 or 40,000 assignment fee, uh, average assignment fee. That's and then insane. We're at, yeah. And, and for SEO, the reason I bring that up is because for SEO, we're at 51,000. So um, yeah, we're doing really well there um, in a changing market. I think those numbers are probably going to come down, right. but um, we've had a ton of success um, really marketing and being everywhere. And so CTV has just added to that. We were at uh, in April, we were at 488. Um, no, I take it back. In March, we were at 480 unique visits. In April, we bumped up to 688. And then we bumped all the way up over 1,000. Today, we're at like 1,600 unique visits to our website. Um, we're, we're just blowing up. And like last weekend, Labor Day, I was like, oh, man, this will be a quiet weekend. We had 13 we had 13 online lead submissions. It's crazy, right? That's insane. So, on Labor Day? On Labor Day weekend. So we came back and, Jeez. you know, so, so here's what's crazy, right? So when I was, you know, burning the, uh, burning the, the, the candle um, on both ends, as they say, um, yeah. I, would, I would just, you know, a lead would come in and I'm like, man, I got to take it right now, even if I was with my family. And so now it's like, hey, leads come in all the time. Uh, my call team, they're Americans, they're here in the States, and I don't have anybody working on the weekends. If we can help it, nobody works on the weekends. And so, you know, these guys came into the office on 
uh, actually they're not in the office, they're remote, but uh, these guys got into their computers uh, the day after Labor Day and they're like, holy crap, we've got like 13 leads. And so, I mean, I'm not going to say every weekend is like that, but usually on holiday weekends, the numbers are a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, but lately, man, um, you know, it's just been off the charts. We get a lot of online submissions. Like I said, our phone calls, we're still up over 20% uh, call volume and, um, you know, we're doing really well. And the only variable, the only variable that we've changed on our end is we added CTV. So, um, I'm hoping that continues. Um, you know, some of that could be because of the market, people could be getting scared. I don't know if other people are seeing similar results, but I know that, Last year, um, if I look at the year over year, I think I was at like 400 visits or so, and now we're up at 1600. So since we started, we're over three X with, uh, with CTV. I know that's driving search. Yeah, that's insane, man. And, and thanks for sharing that because, you know, I think, you know, you're in business when you tell your team, you know what, I know the leads are all sitting there. They're all motivated sellers, but you know what, they're going to be there when we get back on Monday or Tuesday. And, uh, that's a really healthy place to be because we've all been there, you know, in the beginning. And sometimes I even am still sitting in my, on my phone or not doing anything. And I'm like, oh shoot, like that, that's a motivated seller. I kind of want to yeah. go call them. But the influx that you're telling us from CTV has been insane. Like I, I, I saw the charts, like imagine, imagine an extra 400 to 500 visitors coming from an additional marketing channel to your business. That's, that's what you're telling me right now. So it, it's, it's absolutely insane. Well, so, yeah. And you do the math and you do the math. I, I don't know what your conversion is. So my conversion tends to be typically we're around 12 to maybe 17 or 18% on our website with our carrot site. Um, and you know, sometimes we get as high as 20%. So, you know, so for every talking, lead you're converting one out of five essentially. Right. Right now, I would I, I would say typically we're probably closer to the fifteen to seventeen mark. Sometimes it dips down to twelve, but usually not. Usually we're in the fifteen to seventeen. Sometimes it's as high as twenty percent. So you do the math on that. You, you know whether they come from SEO, uh, just from searching, CTV, regular TV, radio. I don't really care, and that's why I'm more concerned with how many people are you know are we driving to our site? How many people are we driving to the phones? Because all these all these marketing channels work together. So right. if we're doing the things that we need to do and my guys are going on appointments um, or they're making offers over the phone, um, the name of the game is you got to make offers, right? You got you to gotta get leads, which is going to drive your appointments slash your offers and then your, your contracts. So, I mean, you know, there's no real secret to it. Um, but as far as we're concerned, my secret is, hey, do all of these things that fit our personality, right? Because I don't do any texting and I do no cold calling. I know those are great channels. I know we can make money off of those, but I tried them and there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of dealing with people that are upset. Yeah. Um, you know, you're staffing more people. And I was just like, you know what? That doesn't fit our team's personality. So right. we've actually gone to an all inbound model and it's been just hugely effective and it fits our, our culture and our personality really, really well. Yeah, man. So I, I love that. And it's, it's a good place to be. Again, all these people calling into you. And so, you know, a lot of people who are going to watch this and who are watching this right now, it's like, man, Jeremy, come on, like, tell me how I can get access to that because targeting a very specific niche. So for example, I have a vacant list. I have a notice of default list and those people may not watch TV. They may not watch the traditional TV. So if I can put myself in front of them, I'm going to have people who want to sell their house 
calling me because they saw me here when nobody else was doing it. And I've never heard of anybody doing this. And so to me, it's a groundbreaking marketing channel that I really, really would love to share with my audience of how they could kind of learn about it and get access to it. And so I think, are we, don't we have a special deal for people watching this? Uh, if they, if they come to you from, you know, my show hearing this and any, any special offer of how they can learn, uh, learn more about this? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, you can, you can find out more about CTV. You just go to investorctv.com. Um, what we're doing is all you need to do is go to, um, you know, go to the site or just reach out to me directly and just say, Hey, uh, Michael referred me. And, um, you know, if you do that for the first five people that actually do sign up, we'll actually make your commercial. We'll, we'll do it free of charge that typically we charge $1,500 for the commercial. So we'll do one and we may even do two just depending. Um, but we'll have everything, um, you know, worked out for you. We'll have it all set up. Now, if you have your own commercial and you don't need us to do that, then I'll actually adjust the offer and say, hey, great, bring your own commercial. As long as it meets our standards, then I'll give you $1,500 off the first month. So we can work it both ways. Um, but one thing I will say, and this is why I absolutely love um, you know, the CTV model, is you're able to hit your people. And I kind of mentioned this. You're able to hit your list faster than any other, any other channel that I've seen. So we can upload a list and immediately start um, retargeting them. They'll be seeing your ads. But here's what's cool is it's not just TV in the background, right? It's these people are actually choosing to watch um, a show on Hulu or on some other, you know, some other device. They're choosing to watch. So here's the thing. We're catching people when they want to watch TV and so they can't skip ahead. We have like a 96 to 98% completion rate. So if someone jumps off and they're like, oh, I'm just going to you know, jump off this and I'll come back and I'll avoid this commercial. Well, they can do that. Um, it, it very seldom happens. They'll have to actually come back and watch another commercial, another ad, right? So they're seeing a 30 second ad. Well, here's the deal. We're able to get about 140,000 impressions per month at our baseline, at our baseline pricing. So just imagine that means that your ad is being played the 32nd ad for people who want to watch. Therefore they're paying more attention. It's more memorable. They're seeing you 140,000 times. Now keep in mind, that doesn't mean that, you know, everybody's going to see you 140,000 times. But if I send a list and this is what I do, we've actually got two different uh, channels, right? We've got a, a retargeting channel, which is our list. So I sent a list, uh, you know, last week, 94,000. You don't have to send it that big, but you could, or you could send it to, you know, 500,000. It doesn't matter. It's going to depend on your market. It's going to depend on what you're trying to do. Right. But I can send that list. It gets uploaded. We have some percentage are matched. It's typically around 70% or so. They'll find them. They have a digital device in their home. Now, keep in mind, it's not the, the person at the house, it's the mail address, so who the owner is, right? So it's finding them. So if I'm in Myrtle Beach, but I've got a bunch of uh, you know, people from up north, and they're in Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, it's being played to those people wherever they're located, okay? So that's one, that's one way. So we've got two campaigns running simultaneously, that one, our targeted campaign, 
And then we have another one where uh, we create, we call it um, like an audience outreach. We might say, hey, um, you know, the person needs to own a home. They maybe are a certain age. Um, they have a home value between, you know, uh, 20,000 and 200,000. And so literally you can serve an ad up to one house and then the, the neighbor will not get that ad, right? So if you're targeting a neighborhood in your market and you're like, okay, uh, I'm sorry, you're targeting a seller in a particular neighborhood, maybe there's only one great house in that, that, uh, neighborhood that fits your criteria. Literally that one house will get the ad. The other ones won't if they don't fit your criteria. So literally you're going down to the individual level. Um, and then you also have a broader campaign to pick up other people as well. And so we found that both campaigns are actually performing very, very well for us. Um, but we're constantly testing so that we, we really can get, you know, our clients the best results. Um, and, it's really been effective. So that's what I really love about, about CTV is that it's so targeted. You have all the credibility and authority. It makes you look like a huge company, even if yep. you're not. So we have had a lot of success and I would just encourage anyone that's, you know, looking for kind of that edge, maybe looking to fish in a different pond. In my opinion, this is it. And this has been great for us. Um, I'm a product of the product, so I can answer your questions. I can tell you exactly what we're doing, what's working, what's not working. Um, but I'd love to, to, to talk to anyone that's interested. And listen, if it's not a great fit, that's fine. But right. if you're looking to, to, to add another channel or if you're doing a lot of deals already and you want to get more deals, I mean, right now we're getting an average of about two per month that we can attribute from CTV. But again, um, that's great. That means that it's at least, uh, you know, we have really good ROI. I was going to say well, no big deal. Average of 39,000 assignment fee and you're getting two extra deals a month. That's, exactly. that's a pretty good ROI. Exactly. So I yeah. love it, man. All right. So you heard it here first. Um, you definitely want to check out the website. What's the website, Jeremy? So it's investorctv.com. Okay. And if anyone wants to reach out, they can, you know, just message me on Facebook. I'd be happy to chat. We can schedule some time. Um, you can also call me. I mean, feel free to call my cell phone. I'm happy to, to, you know, talk to you about anything, even if it's not CTV. If you want to talk real estate, if you want to talk, you know, deals, I'm, I'm cool with that. 615-670-8153. That's my cell. That's that's actually my cell. So don't be spamming me. Man, oh no, he didn't. He just gave out his cell phone on this. Uh, no, guys, in all seriousness, talk to Jeremy. He's a great guy and, and he's crushing it. And this would be an, an absolute incredible uh, addition. I know we have about five or six channels going, and this is certainly one that we're going to be um, adding into our collection. And so uh, definitely check it out. And Jeremy, Really appreciate it, man. This has been super awesome. Thank you so much. And and uh, Jeremy Resmer on Facebook, I would imagine, right? Yep. For for people to find you there. Sweet. Yep. And you and you can email me too, Jeremy at eight four three Cash Offer, man. I'm making it easy. So if you're if you're looking, you want to reach me, um, feel free. I'm I'm always responding. Um, I'll get back to you probably within twenty four hours, if not sooner. So hit me up. Love Perfect. Uh, love love talking shop, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys all again for tuning in. I uh, really appreciate it. Go follow Jeremy. Go check out Investor CTV. It's going to be a game changer for your business. So thank you again, and we'll see you on the next one.